0: Hi there rabbi, how are you doing today? I'm really doing great, thanks for asking, Joe. You're welcome, and it's time for yet another how to be Jewish in 30 seconds. Circumcision. Do we want to talk about this or do we want to cut it short?
1: You seem to be on a roll, so why not
0: keep going. So, your position is that uh Judaism does not really require circumcision anymore. Or is it ever?
1: Absolutely. The reform movement in one of the early decisions, early platforms, looked at circumcision. So what I'm going to be telling us is not my idea. It's not new. It comes out of reform Judaism with a lot of research and a lot of documentation. The reform movement recognized that circumcision was two processes, twofold. Two things were happening. One was a medical procedure, uh, a circumcision. The other is a naming covenant ceremony to bring the child into the covenant of Israel and to give the child a Hebrew name that will be used throughout Jewish rituals. Two separate things happening, not one and the same. And therefore, the reform movement argues, advocates... Having a male child circumcised in the hospital as a medical procedure, for that's what it is. It's a medical procedure. And what is important then is to have a naming covenant ceremony sometime during the first year. And it doesn't have to be on the eighth day. We can have the ceremony at any point in time after the hospital circumcision. Now we call circumcision a brit milah, a covenant. Mm, it's a covenant. So the covenant is the ceremony, not a medical procedure. And I would—I'm arguing for that. I'm advocating it. I'm recommending it. Actually, and it's very, very Jewish. There's no reason to have a circumciser, a moil come into your home on the eighth day and say, this is more Jewish than having a medical procedure done in the hospital where it belongs. And then we'll have the covenant ceremony. We do the same thing for a girl without the circumcision. We don't say that it's not valid because we're not doing a circumcision with the girl. It's biologically not possible. So, We don't dismiss the girl and say, well, she really can't enter into the covenant. And then the reform movement looked at the passages in scripture and realized that for a particular time and place, they made sense. Like so many other injunctions in the Torah, they weren't to be taken literally for all time. They belonged at a certain time and place and We've moved on through history, we've moved on through hygiene, we've moved on through medicine, things have moved on. So what was appropriate a thousand years ago is not appropriate now.
0: Well, not to cut you short, Rabbi, but thank you as always for your wisdom and observations, and I look forward to the next time we get to talk about stuff.
1: And I want people to keep listening to How to Be a Jew in 30 Seconds.